Hello, welcome to the PVC Student Lens Podcast. I'm Esperanza. I'm Noelle. And I'm Victory. And today we have a special guest, um, the lovely and beautiful sister of mine, Kristen. Hello, my name is Kristen Cole. I think she's a little biased. Oh, I am fully biased. Um, so my sister, um, so the reason that she's on the podcast today is because she has a beautiful story that I wanted her to share and for us to ask her questions about, um, is that she went to college and then she was like, you know what, this really isn't for me right now. And then she dropped out and then she just took her time, but then she ended up going to school and graduated, graduated with summa cum laude, which is like the highest honors you can get at, um, Northern Arizona University. So very impressive. Thank you. Okay. Yes, it was a long uh, self uh, learning journey. Um, but at some point, you know, when you take the time to really discover who you are, you can really take the time to figure out what your, where your passion lies. So yeah. luckily that worked out for me. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to start out with Noelle's question. Okay. Yes, we're going to start out with you. She's frozen. Noelle, you're frozen. You're in the 90-30 program, so you're dying to hear a little bit about that. But my first question for you is, uh, what was the reason you dropped out of college or uh, the circumstances that made you decide it just wasn't going to work for you anymore at that time? So I first enrolled um, and I completed my first year of community college. And I was just taking classes that I felt familiar with. Um, I had played volleyball for eight years. So I took like a volleyball class. And, you know, I think I just. Those are offered? What? uh, Exactly. And so, you know, going into it. um, And I will say that um, I am one of the first of our generation to go to college. Um, So I didn't really have anybody to guide me in that path. And so I felt like I was like, Oh, I'm just enrolled. That's great. You know, I, I'm completing my college. That's what I was expected to do. Um, and so after my first year, um, I decided, you know what, I'm taking all these classes, which admittedly are fun. And some of them are interesting. Um, but what am I doing? Like, where am I going with this? Um, and so after some self reflection, I had thought about what I wanted to do and needed to really invest some time. So that kind of took me on my next journey, which was to figure out my career path. And that led me to psychology, which obviously I didn't end up there. So that's another learning curve. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and All then right. Victory, you have, a, you have a question as well. I do. Uh, what made you go back to school after like dealing with all of that? So I then had psychology in mind. I really loved um, just human beings and the way that we think um, and, and really understanding the, um, the capacity in which we have to grow and learn and mature. Um, and so I really thought that human beings were fascinating and I wanted to go into psychology. Um, so I worked in the field a little bit and um, I realized that I wear my heart on my sleeve and I would just go home and be so sad about the terrible things I would hear, you know, and I just felt like I couldn't be that support system that other people needed in a psychologist. 
So I thought, you know what, where else am I going to go? So I thought of other um, kind of outlets that I, I enjoyed, and working with kids happened to be one of them. And so I explored that a little bit more, uh, working in an after-school program that Hope is actually also working in now, yes. so she gets to follow in that footstep. Um, but then exploring with kids and just learning with them was what made me realize I love learning myself and to teach and inspire others is definitely a passion of mine. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of already answered my question, but I kind of want to know. No, it's okay. It's okay. I just kind of wanted to know more of the origin story. Like, was there a specific, uh, was there a specific thing in mind that you made you choose teaching? Because I know I have my story of, as of why I chose teaching, but I just wanted to know if you had a story for why you chose teaching. You know, I wouldn't say that there was like a very profound moment that made me realize that this was my path. I think um, it was a culmination of, of moments, and that happened with people observing me with children and just seeing how I... Um, kind of created them, you know, like made them as equals, you know, I would, I would kind of um, get down on their level and talk to them um, in a way that I think other adults don't really sometimes have the patience for. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think other people have uh, really kind of noticed that. And then after hearing it so often, I was like, well, let me try working with kids, you know, I, I enjoy it. So and that's what led me. But I think it was just over time. Um, I think had people not really mentioned that so much throughout my journey of um, just really learning who, who I am, yeah. I don't think I would have really explored that route. So I'm glad that, you know, again, you don't always see your, your best traits. Other people do, you know, looking in. So yeah. I think they were able to kind of help uh, open my eyes to that possibility as a future. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then Noel, your other question. I think I got, I think I was frozen off screen for a yeah. while. No, you're working now. We see you moving. I see you moving. Perfect, perfect. Okay, so my next question is, um, what roadblocks, if any, did you have to get enrolled? And especially since you said that you were going to college, like, so was I, so I completely relate to what you said, and I didn't have anybody in my family either um, that had graduated, so... I'd be curious to see, and, and this is, are we, we're talking about, like, Esperanza, let me just ask, um, her enrollment to NAU, or just to um, Just any roadblocks that you encountered, uh, like, trying to get back to school, like, or even any mental roadblocks of, like, am I even going to be ready for this, to, like, if I go back, will I drop out again, you know, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. What challenges yeah. you, uh, what you face when you did drop out to like just maybe feelings or how you overcame that. Absolutely. Um, so the, to start, I always knew I would go back. It just really did. I wanted to not waste any more money and I really wanted to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, so I knew the college was always going to be there, but, uh, re-enrolling again, I went back at this point in time, I re-enrolled in a community college to, um, complete my AA. And so Doing that, I really did have to meet with a lot of academic advisors and counselors. You know, at this point in time, I I moved out as soon as I hit 18. I was working on my own, sometimes two jobs. So I needed advice on what, like, scholarships I qualified for and 
you know, what classes I should be taking instead of, uh, instead of volleyball, fun. <laughs> you know, Hey, it was awesome. Okay. But it does sound pretty <laughs> so, cool. So it was fun. Um, but admittedly, was that going to go anywhere? Probably not. Um, so with that in mind, it was like a lot of research and guidance through, I, I probably met with academic advisors a couple times a week. My first few I'm so sorry. Can you repeat that? You're frozen. You're frozen. Weeks especially. Oh. Sorry. Okay. Repeat it. Am sorry. I, I, I got you on few weeks and then that you okay. meet with advisor she's week. Sorry. 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 Okay. I would be in the, I would be in the academic office, uh, advisor's office like a couple times a week because I was constantly trying to make sure that I was doing the right classes and eating, you know, the, taking the right steps. Um, especially with getting financial aid. Again, I did not have the financial means to be doing that yeah. um, and working multiple jobs. So I really needed to make sure I was spending my money wisely on my education <laughs> this time. Um, and so the re-enrollment process took a lot of guidance. Um, and when it came to NAU, completed my A. Once it came to NAU, it was a lot of research. But again, luckily, my community college had a nice training transition into them so I was able through those academic advisors to really get into an awesome cohort um, that worked out wonderfully for me in my everything that I needed as far as my schedule and and timeline and even cost and everything Mm. well that's pretty good so it worked out that's awesome Uh, almost transitions into uh, my question as to like in your opinion do you think like students or potential students should like wait to go into like higher level educations until they have an idea of what they want to do or should they like regardless just in order to get their course classes plus general education classes out of the way first so i think it's good to do the general and core classes um get those out of the way because coming out of high school is fresh in your mind Um, I will admit going back to college, I was like, okay, refresh, let me go back, let me just double check. Um, Luckily, I was able to pick back up, but there's a lot of people that, you know, do have to retest depending on how many years you've gone um, without being enrolled. So at that point, it's beneficial to have those core classes completed so then you're not going back thinking, oh, what did I learn? my last year of high school in math, yeah. um, you know, so you're, you're already moving on to those, those classes that are specific to what you want to be doing, um, which is the nice part, because that's the fun part um, of, of getting a degree and continuing your education in something that you love. It's, it's not really that much work when you like going to your classes and you enjoy your instructors and learning what you're learning. So uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Before you go to the last question, Esperanza, can I ask her a real quick follow-up question on that? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm curious what your, maybe a couple of your favorite classes were and maybe what your, like, thoughts are about NAU as a campus and going there. So um, I'll start with the first option, or the, the latter question, is um, I actually got into a cohort program. So it was still based here in Phoenix. And it actually still was based at Phoenix College, where I got my AA. So for me, it was a wonderful transition because I got to stay on the same campus for my entire uh, AA and my entire bachelor's degree. 
Um, The good thing about a cohort is I also got to really go through the whole two-year program for my bachelor's with the same group of people. So not only did I get to really learn from them, but I also really actually grew into colleagues with it, became colleagues with them because now they work in the same school district that I work in. We're all teachers at different schools. So it's really nice because you have that sense of community um, and you have that sense of support in a group. We all studied together for the, um, the um, NES exams and everything. Like, so it was really nice to have that support. Um, and as far as the other question, uh, which was favorite classes, couple favorite classes. Favorite. So with that, I had my NAU professors again on campus at Phoenix college, which was nice. Um, and I would say some of my favorite ones were probably the um, uh, mathematics class, which oddly enough, I am not a math person. <laughs> Esperanza is. I am not. Um, but that class was so fun because it's educational mathematics. So you're learning how to teach math at different grade levels and with different manipulatives. So half the time we're playing with math manipulatives and creating lessons that I would want to teach my second graders or my fourth graders. So it's, you know, you really get into these core subjects that are really fun. An early um, literacy class was really fun. We got to uh, create a, an early literacy phonics lesson for um, um, a pre-K through second grade class, depending on what grade level you wanted. And we um, got to create a thematic unit and, and write our own books. And so I created a cute little pop-up book because for first graders, who doesn't love pop-ups, right? So, you know, you really get to not just see yourself as an educator, but again, see yourself as a kid. Like, would I want to learn this way or this way? I know that I was taught old school and I didn't get a lot of fun activities out of things um, growing up in my education. But now I have centers, I have STEM projects, I have, um, you know, hands-on activities, manipulatives. There is not a single lesson that doesn't have manipulatives for my children. Her classroom, so sorry. So hands-on learning is really important. Once you learn about the different type of learning styles, you'll learn that incorporating movement and objects is going to help retain information. It's called um, like uh, kinesthetic learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's, so it's okay. one of... Hold on real quick, you guys. Doesn't that go into our leadership styles too? Kind of yeah. And then that's so interesting you bring that up. And then sorry to interrupt again. Power Gardner's multiple intelligences will pop up all over the place in education, and um, not just for yourselves, but if you become educators yourselves as well. And then also just on a personal note, not to boost my sister up, but like we when I would help her like uh, put things uh together in her classroom or like you know when we um or like packing up whatever it was the thing she would come up with to teach her kids was actually insane like it you're like who goes out of their way to do this it like and I think that's so now that I work with little kids I'm like I totally get it I totally get coming up with like the craziest (laughs) things for them um yeah the effort you put in and the excitement you put in the kids see it Oh, yeah, and they sure. then get excited, especially the younger ones. Yeah. So, you know, my kids didn't know what culture was. And by the end of the year, they knew what culture was. They knew how to say hello and goodbye in 15 languages. They, wow. you know, they knew different places around the world. 
all because you can tie everything back to real world experiences. Um, and so if you can connect with a kid and make them connect with whatever you're learning, whether it be the fact that they like dinosaurs and you happen to be going into a fossils unit in the next two weeks, tie that in. You know, there's so many ways to get kids involved, um, but it starts with you have to be kind of excited. You have to kind of be an actor when you're yes. teaching because especially the young ones, they need to see that excitement and then or otherwise they're just going to not yeah. be engaged and that's the, that's the worst. Okay, okay, final, <laughs> final. Yeah. Okay, final, final. As somebody who has kids, I mean, my kids are older, but I still have a high schooler, but gosh, it's so nice to hear teachers that are like excited about teaching the kids and have like, novel ways of connecting with them especially after the two years they just had at that level so exactly and very yeah positive to hear that (laughs) kids are hard i can't imagine having 28 or 32 i have two and that's hard enough so (laughs) yes but you have them full time so (laughs) well so do you you actually have them more full time than i do question um if you could tell your younger um younger self pre-college any piece of advice what would it be go at your own pace it it takes what it takes and you'll get there when you get there um I, i honestly i knew i wanted to go to college i knew that's where i was i still plan on going back for my master's degree very soon hopefully um, it's just one of those things that nobody's timeline is the same as somebody else's. Um, I needed to go figure out what I wanted to do. I went and traveled the world. I spent time figuring out who I was. And ultimately, that got me to where I needed to be when I needed to be there. So give yourself some grace. Good job. Yeah. I wow. I feel like lot. I might have taught you that last one there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> absolutely thank you for having me okay yes thank you for coming thank oh. you all right and then so you can catch our podcast i'm going to say it before you say it um <laughs> you can catch our podcast on youtube instagram spotify and apple music student lens uh, the student lens pvcc pod or i'm sorry the pvcc student lens podcast so check those out subscribe please like and share all right and then this Next is Lanza. this is Again, I'm Kristen Cole. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hello. Victory, this say your line. Okay. okay, and then this is Esperanza. Thank you for listening we to the pod. One more episode left. One more episode left. Please tune in on one Friday. Friday. All right, bye. 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 bye.